Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL, where I show you how to improve as an engineer and take the engineering mindset and apply it to real life. Uh, today's revision, revision 11, so we're well into the uh, double digit world now, which is cool. Um, we're going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to try something here. It'll be a little bit of a challenge of a topic, but we're, here it is. We're going with using blockchain to explain Modbus. Okay. Now, the reason why this is going to be a challenge is because there's a strong, strong chance that you may not know either of those things or what they are. So it'll be hard to explain, use one to explain the other when neither of them is known. But we're going to try. And for the ones that do kind of know, well, you have a fun game of the link of uh, how I'm going to link these two things together. So uh, I'll start with, we'll go with uh, blockchain because that's the new hot and that's the new uh, tech that everyone can relate to. And uh, we can start off with, so blockchain. Everyone knows about cryptocurrencies? Yes? No? I'll take that as a yes. Cryptocurrencies is, uh, when you think of cryptocurrencies, you think of Bitcoin, right? And when they talk about Bitcoin, they say, it's, oh yeah, but it's built on blockchain. It's not about the, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna recommend the top four cryptos and what's the, what's the, what, what's gonna win, but let's talk about blockchain technology. So blockchain technology, what we're talking about is a decentralized ledger, okay? that uses cryptographic technologies um, as part of the, 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 the core technology, okay? And, and the goal of it is to make this public list, okay? A decentralized public list. What does decentralized? Decentralized means it's not hosted by one computer or server. So everything you typically know right now is like, say you go to google.com, and you make an interaction there. Google owns the data and the servers. You trust them to tell you what's going on or what, what that, that, that data is useful or what, it, what it's doing. You trust them. And so with a decentralized approach, it means that it's not, uh, the server per se is not by like one entity, one computer. It's everyone's computers. Anyone can jump on and essentially be a server, can partake in the uh, validation of um, transactions. We'll keep it simple, we'll keep it simple. Okay, it's gonna expand, it's gonna change, and we're, it's really in baby, baby, baby stages. Like the way we know it now may not be the thing. Okay, so we won't get too caught up in the, in the riffraff. You can, you can Google it and <laughs> go down that rabbit hole, but if you use the techniques from the previous one, yeah, from I think revision seven, you know, learn things fast, up my tech skills, use that, catch up, um, but anyway, that should give you base knowledge. So now we have this, 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 this server which contains all this list of transactions. It's a public list of transactions so anyone can check it. And what they do is, what's cool with the blockchain is essentially every single transaction is tied up to the very first one. So if I have $10 to give you, how did I get that $10? Well, that's traced back to when I received it from this guy who had $20, he gave 10 to me and 10 back to himself. Where did that 10, and it, that chain, right? That's one block, that 
that chains all the way back to the to the to the origin. So everything is fully traceable and accountable. And then the last step of that is through cryptography. Only the person that only only uh, so one person in theory one person holds private keys, okay, to their wallet to their address that's included in the transaction, and only they can move it. Okay, only if you have the private keys can you move those ten dollars to someone else. Okay, can you make a transaction that makes it onto this open ledger that's decentralized that everyone knows about because every computer has this list. A notepad file that says I transferred this guy 10, he transferred me 20, and I transferred this other guy 10 again. But on a public list forever. Can't be broken and no one can move it without owning the certain keys or having access to the certain keys. Cool, so what that does is because keys, wallet owners are by keys, you've got the privacy. At the same time, no one knows who owns that key. There's no link. It's just a key, a long, 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 long um, uh, string of characters. So there's basically a list of numbers that 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 are that are behind all the accounts. So you've got privacy, but you've got full traceability of the transaction. So no one can lie. No one can pretend that they have fifty dollars when they only have ten. Yeah, where did you get that 50 from? From this dude, but that dude didn't have $50 to give you in the first place. Or maybe he did, but there's no no proof. Everyone else's uh, lit file, everyone this is list of fi uh, file of transactions doesn't show that that guy transferred you 50 bucks. You cannot lie. Because the whole network, the whole network that's decentralized, someone edits one file like on their own computer, in theory, so everyone owns a notepad with all this list. Someone edits their one that's not the truth. Everyone else's file, notepad, does not back you up. Your ledger's alive. You're out. Okay, so now you have this trust built into the technology. You don't need to say who owns Bitcoin. No one owns Bitcoin. There's no server. There's no Bitcoin server per se. There's no company behind Bitcoin. Okay, or cryptocurrency or whatever it is and that's all due to blockchain technology okay so hopefully you're with me a little bit okay we said it's decentralized uh, ledger list of transactions that is privatized by a cryptography okay awesome for now now let me let me bring you back to what is Modbus. Modbus, okay, is an industrial protocol. Great. What's what do those two words mean? What is a what is a Modbus? It's not a it's not a mode of transport. It's an it's an it's an old well, let's call it an old school protocol used for communications between two devices. Okay. So when I say a protocol, it's just that's just a definition of how we're to, how, how of our language, a definition of what what how we talk to each other. Okay, there's multiple types of protocols out there, but Modbus is one. The reason why I bring it up is because if you're an engineer, you may come across this protocol. It's relatively because uh, it's kind of it's a, it's an open protocol. When you when you're dealing with third-party systems, 
okay? You may deal with this protocol or others. There's there's others out there, DNP3 and and uh, even like serial, old school serial links and, and things like this. Long story short, it's, it, it's a language for two computers to talk to each other, two different systems. It's a common language. All right, is that enough? Cool, so what, 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 what it does, okay, what it does is between these two, two systems, I may have, one system may have a bunch of statuses, you know, a bit of information to say I've got, you know, I, I'm a computer with this much um, RAM and uh, yes, I'm healthy, no, I don't have this, like it has a whole bunch of statuses and it can tell the other system via this protocol. And the other third party system knows how to talk Modbus as well, can convert that back to their local language. This is the case with almost every protocol. The, the entire purpose is to enable communications between two end devices. Right, okay, cool. Thank you for that. <laughs> I get it. So let me let me try link it now. Let's say how I how you can think of Modbus, how it actually works. So now we know what's the purpose of it. Let's two machines talk. How? How? Well, let's go back to cryptocurrency and the blockchain. That is a list of transactions. Okay, a list of transactions that occur. Um, it's a decentralized list of transactions that occur that have been privatized by cryptography. Modbus is a centralized list, okay, of addresses. Okay, list of addresses, a common list of addresses that sits on one server that another system can talk to and look up. It's fully public, not privatized at all, not secure at all, and can be overwritten by the server at any time. In fact, it can be written, uh, another server can overwrite the same uh, list and you won't know who's doing it. Now you might say that sounds terrible. Well, it's definitely not a crypto. It definitely wouldn't work as a currency. But the use of it, the purpose, and and you have to. This is kind of. You'll see this over time, and why cybersecurity is such a big thing, is because in previous times the goal of all these protocols was to enable two things to talk. This was a new concept. Okay, before the internet. Oh, not before the internet, but early stages of the internet where what people were doing was leveraging the technology to allow systems to talk okay then as time went by and more people access it people like hey people think this person's talking to this person I can take advantage boom virus boom hack whatever it may be none of the original protocols of uh, communication protocols of computer systems were designed with security in mind. Not one. And it shouldn't have been. Okay? This is why new protocols come out all the time, new ways of thinking, but there is a base thinking in the uh, systems world, networks world, and the internet um, at the moment that inherently have never had security first in mind when building the communications protocol. And that's why all this stuff's prevalent and you're seeing a lot of cyber talk right now and a lot of digitalization talk right now happening as we speak. The whole change to the future is because we're literally in a transition stage. 
everything's connected now. All of these old protocols and things don't work. We gotta adapt. We gotta adapt. We gotta adapt. But are these protocols still used? Hell's yeah, very commonly. Um, and the reason why is because a there could be legacy systems. B the simplicity and ease um, in which you can implement it and enable between two different systems without all the security. And C, the scenario where you need that is where reliability is more important than data integrity. That's the scenario where the process or the machine is more important. In, in, in when we're going back to the blockchain, what its goal, um, and it actually has nothing to do with Modbus, I get it, but there's network protocols and trust that is required for it to perform its function. And when you're talking about an old school protocol, the security is usually built in layers above. Okay, so in lieu of the protocol being that secure, there are layers above it. Okay, there are layers above or layers around it where the security is built in. So don't worry about that side of things. Okay, so let's bring it back a little bit to, to the main question. How, how you how you can look at a blockchain and, and, and if you understand that, think of, okay, this is how Modbus is. It's a list of addresses, okay? There's a server hosting these addresses, okay? And then uh, on the other end, the client then can either request for the values in those addresses or write values to those addresses. So saying address one has value 50, address two has value 74, and then server, can you please tell me what's in address three to seven? That's the communication, that's done. It's a set, centralized list of addresses containing data. The protocol decide, uh, is used so that you can either write to that address or read from the address, that, that, that given address. The address is for one purpose. There's no more than one address. The server contains that list of unique addresses and that's it. That's not bad, right? It's not bad. Now, if you are going from, hey, can if I, 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 I'm an engineer, I understand my bus, but I, I'm not quite behind blockchain yet. How do I relate that back? Well, just reverse, just reverse exactly what I had said. Imagine now the list instead of addresses are now transactions. The list of addresses are now a list of transactions that have occurred and they can only happen once, okay? But who contains that list? Not a server, but several computers that are calculating it, okay? That contain and maintain this list. Um, and then also uses cryptography to keep everything secure and private as well, okay? Each transaction is related to the previous one and the previous one and the previous one to the original uh, inception of all the transaction, all the uh, all the currency. It's not bad. It's not bad. They're not related, so that's why there's no direct like what bus became it. But I thought it's a, it's a bit of a fun question and a fun analogy. A lot of things you can learn um, is you, you learn fastest by relating the new knowledge to previous ones, and so. It's kind of a fun one to do. Something cutting edge technology 
relating that to technology that's kind of old school but still relevant but has, has has a completely different protocol cool so let's talk about now if if we could relate even barely something like that and learn something from that then obviously when you're uh, you know learning you're up and, you know you're, you're, you're an up-and-coming engineer and you're learning you need to relate everything find analogies if you can make it an analogy it doesn't have to be perfect mind you and 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 if you are using an analogy to get a base understanding the the risk is don't think like that everything of that applies but you do want to quickly learn how to like uh, apply the knowledge from one thing to the next thing okay it's faster than memorizing stuff reading all of this information about these new technologies is it takes time it takes time and unless you're going to be an expert in one or the other then all you want to do is quickly very quickly try to relate it to a bunch of things that you do understand already and have that hold together your knowledge or your understanding and then what you want to do is kind of go deeper and do the the detailed research you know the texts and and and, and use that to compound the knowledge you already have to tie in all the knots to to iron out this this kind of like concoction of of, uh, of of metaphors it's a fun thing to do it's a fun thing to do and I think it's an important skill to have but don't use it as Bible all right now the last thing that you'll learn is since I'm already here and we're talking about this Modbus protocol there's one thing that I didn't say is how do we decide for one application we might decide between two parties that I'm going to send you information about a computer so address one to eight will have all the details about temperatures like uh, maybe I have temperature at the, at the, in the chassis I have a temperature of my CPU I have a temperature near the fans I'm going to send you these eight temperatures and they're in this order nothing in the protocol because the protocol is a generic list of values that's slotted in these addresses Nothing tells you address one is CPU temperature because someone else's implementation address one might contain the fan, the temperature, you know, the, the temperature at the fan. How do you know? Well, both parties actually arbitrarily agree. This is the order. And so you can imagine when you're trying to coordinate something like that where both can be right and both can be wrong. Both parties can be right and both parties can be wrong at the same time. It takes a lot of coordination and the fastest way, the fastest way, if you say, no, 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 this is the list and how it's supposed to look like. Address one's supposed to contain this and the other person's arguing something else. You will, you will not resolve the problem. It will take you net longer. It's, it, it's not worth it to close your eyes and say, no, no, I'm right. My list, my version of this list is correct. net time will, you, you will lose the fastest time to have any success in this kind of arrangement where you're trying to align with another system where both guys are saying both sides are saying this is the list and how it works is to have the humility to say let me check my, like assume yours is the assume your system or you you are the one that's wrong it's faster because it does two 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 three things okay the first thing um is 
it creates action. It creates this idea that, hey, I'm willing to have a look at my side. This is the action I'm going to take. And the other side, might, it might really be their fault, but they can go, that encourages them to say, okay, let me have a look at my side. Because if you sit there like, it's not mine, guess what they say? It's not my fault either. You're saying, I'm, it's not my fault. My list is exactly what I think. And they say, it's not my fault. My list is exactly what I think. Who's right? Don't know. It's not even worth finding out who's right. You just say, no, no, maybe mine's wrong. Let me double check this. And now, now, so number two, now you have a position to ask them, hey, I've just checked this. Can you recheck yours? Because what happens is even if they say, no, I already checked that. No, no, I changed my side. You've changed the equation. This warrants a recheck. Boom, recheck. Recheck. They have to recheck. And it's not on a, no, 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 I'm correct, you're wrong. It's a teamwork thing, because what's your goal? The goal is for the communication to occur, not to be right. Okay? And so you can apply this to, 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 to real life. Always think about what was my goal? A lot of people over time when they're communicating, obviously we know uh, that communication is a super, super, super important skill, especially throughout your engineering career. All engineers are smart. The ones that can communicate appear smarter to everyone else. The communication is very important <clears throat> and a part of that and a part of that is is being able to say to yourself that to say that no no mine's wrong let me check it it's fine confirm everything be let go of your ah oh, no no i'm right and you're wrong and settle on my goal wasn't to be right my goal was to get the communication working same as in a project. My goal was to get this project done, not to be right that, oh, if you read it this way, this is what it means. That's cool, important, yes, but what actually matters is what was the original role, uh, goal. Okay, what was the original goal? If you apply this over time, you'll see that things get easier. You can work with more people. You'll be more flexible. People want to work with you because they end up going, oh, we're problem solving with you. You're now enabling that kind of teamwork, that kind of team learning. You don't seem arrogant. You use that experience and it's faster at the end of the day to, to approach problems this way and uh, your, your career this way. And you win. You win. All right, so that does it for uh, this session. Hopefully you gain some sort of value out of it. Hopefully it was a bit of fun. Um, if you have any uh, feedback about this or whatever, please leave some feedback or uh, subscribe for more episodes and head over to sariadev.com if you want to contact. Maybe you want to get a topic raised. I've had times in the past where someone raises a point that was from one of the episodes and I'm happy to get right back to it. Let's talk about it. Okay. If you disagree with me even or if you agree with me, let me know. Let's talk. All right. So as always, enjoy. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast.